for the reading of the word. And it's in Gospel John, chapter 16, verse 43, we're going to read from. Amen when you're there. The word of God reads, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your Son and for your Holy Spirit in this place today. Father, we invite your presence, Lord, and we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that you take your rightful place amongst your people. That, Lord, that you will guide and that you would lead our hearts in the things of you, Lord. Let every man and every woman and every child be encouraged by your word. Father God, today, Lord. Father, let faith arise. Let, Father, your people, Father, experience a new measure of faith, Lord, in this place today. Father, we give over this whole service into your hands, and we bless you. We love you. And all the saints of God say, Amen. God bless you as you take your seats this afternoon. And for those of you that are taking notes, the title of this message this week is Be Encouraged. Amen? Be Encouraged. So I'm going to go straight into it. Jesus was talking to his disciples and essentially saying the time has come. In fact, the time had come when he will leave this world and return to the Father. He said you will be scattered each one of you. And this is, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. He said that you will be scattered, each one of you going your own way. He told them you will go through many difficult periods in your life. But take heart. I have already taken care of things. I have overcome the world. I have paved the way for you. Just remain in me and do everything that I have taught you. Jesus was making them aware, he was making the disciples aware that things are not always going to go well for them. But he said, be encouraged. I want to speak to you a little bit today about discouragement and the impact it can have on a person moving forward. But also how an encouraging word can change our whole outlook on life and position us for success. You heard just a moment ago Bianca's testimony. And there were people that were there with her that encouraged her in the Lord. There was people that was alongside her that told her about the goodness of God. There were people that prayed for her and said, all you need to do is put your trust in God. That's encouragement. Discouragement is a word derived from the word courage. It is an emotion that breeds negativity. A temptation that is common to us all. And I 
say temptation because anything that has the ability, church, to lure you, to draw you in, in order to gain control of you and indulge you in a negative way is a form of temptation. The feeling of discouragement can come on you at any time. But it will most, I believe, hit you or hit us when you're tired. When you're most vulnerable. When our guard is down. These are the times that discouragement can come upon us. Or when you feel like you've invested in something but haven't seen any change or progress. So you work tireless upon something, doing something, working hard, pressing in, giving your all, but not seeing any change or any progress in that thing. When something you may value has been completely taken out of your hands. Something that may have happened or happening and you have no control over. These are some of the things that will bring discouragement in our lives. Because when tiredness comes, we open ourselves to anything. Because our attitude becomes one of, you know what, for many of us, I can't do this no more. I'm too tired. But we've got to know that when we get to that place, it's the grace of God that carries us. We don't accomplish the things that God has for us or want us to do in our own strength. It's the grace of God that we lean upon when we are tired. It's the grace of God that will undergird us to give us the strength and the power from within to continue to go on. Discouragement is the biggest threat to our faith, church. What can take years to build Discouragement can break down in seconds. It will rob you of your joy, steal your dreams, and distort your vision. Discouragement has the ability to dismantle you as a person. It will negatively change your outlook on life. And listen to this. Discouragement will also dictate our future. What God had planned for us, when discouragement, because the word of God says, what the enemy has planned for our life, what he is meant for harm, God will turn it around for good. Yes, yes. Amen? Yes. And we know that discouragement does not come from God. So whatever the enemy has planned in our lives, We've got to know, church, that whatever he plans, that God is a God that will turn everything around for the good of those that love him and have been called according to his purpose. So as I said, discouragement has the ability to dismantle you as a person. It will negatively change your outlook on life and dictate your future. It will make you lose your desire and motivation to win. And in order to run this race, in order to win, we've got to be motivated. 
We've got to be encouraged. We've got to stand and be steadfast in our walk with God. We've got to be focused on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We've got to trust in the Word of God. We've got to trust that wherever God is leading us, His destiny is sure. His plan and His purpose is to one that to prosper us, to give us hope and a future. A perfect destiny in his sight. Discouragement is that part of life we will all experience. But it's not a place that we park up. And there are some people that when the discouragement comes, they begin to feel sorry for themselves. Woe is me. Why is, and I'm talking to myself because this has happened to me many a times, but I know that none of us will escape the claws of discouragement. But we have something that we use to overcome discouragement. Amen. But there are people that will park up there, feeling sorry for themselves. Why is this happening to me? Why is that happening for them? Why does that, why is, are they getting their blessing? But I'm not getting my blessing. Oh, come speak it. These are real things that goes on in a person's mind that is discouraged. And when we begin to think these ways, this way, things begin to weigh us down. We no longer begin to see with a supernatural eye or hear with that supernatural hearing. When we block out the things that are not God for us. Yeah. When we cut off the sight of those things that are not edifying to our soul. We begin to see everything that's taking place in front of us. Yeah. And we believe in the lie. Oh, come on. We begin to speak that lie into our life. Discouragement has a way of taking control of us. God has made you an overcomer. Thank you, Lord. Because if God is for you, no one can be against you. And it's remembering who he is and what he has said in his word because his word does not change. It is the same. He says that you are an overcomer. He sent his world to heal us and to deliver us out of the control of our foes, out of the control of our enemies. This is the word of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32 says this. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? You see, God is your biggest fan. He is our biggest fan. There was no one that is rooting for you more than he is. He spurs us on. You and I are destined for success. 
sense. There were many characters in the Bible that had to deal with discouragement. But they all had one thing in common. And that was their desire to serve God and his people. And I'm going to say that again because this is something that we've got to get into our system. The one thing that has got many men and women of God out of this situation and continuing to move forward with the things of God is because their eye had remained on the Lord. They focused on the Lord. They never allowed it to stop them from pursuing God's purpose for their lives. They learned how to encourage themselves in the Lord. After coming out of affliction, David, he went through a time with, with, where, where King Saul's men was after him. And they were pursuing him. And David fled, he fled in fear. He was in fear, but he couldn't understand why this man wants to kill him. He couldn't understand why he had these men chasing after him. And he went and he hid. But the moral of this that I want to point out to you is that he never stopped trusting in God. Amen. He kept his eye on the Lord. That one day, that even though he was heavily heart, he had a heavy heart, he kept his eyes focused and fixed upon the, the Lord. Amen. Amen. And believed that he would deliver him out of it. David said in Psalms 54 verse 6 to 7, I will sacrifice a voluntary offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For you have rescued me from troubles and helped me to triumph over my enemies. And you see, David says here that he gave a voluntary a voluntary offering to the Lord. Something that he didn't have to do. He made a point that I didn't have to do this. But I want to give. Because God came through for him. And this increased David's faith. His measure of faith that he had in the Lord increased. Because he saw how in his affliction. How God came through for him. Church, we've got to know that God is faithful in every situation. Not some, but every situation, he is faithful. So now we understand what discouragement can do. Now we know how discouragement can get a hold of us. And if we allow it to continue in our lives, we'll end up parking up there. We pull out our bed. We bring our furniture in. We take residence in that place. And slowly, what begins to happen? Our vision not only becomes blurred, it begin, begins to dwindle, to die. We begin to die. This is how 
discouragement can grab a hold of our heart and our mind. There are four points I want to share with you to show you how powerful encouragement is and how God uses it to help us to accomplish our goals. Number one, encouragement comes from God. It's knowing first of all that encouragement is a God thing. It comes from God, it's what he does. It is the antidote for discouragement. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 to 3 to 4, the word of God says, All praise to God, the Father of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given to us. This is what God does when he brings encouragement into our lives. And when we encourage ourselves in the Lord, it gives us power. It gives us assurance. It places us on the right footing. It makes us strong. And not only do we gain encouragement and strength for our own life, it's contagious. Because anyone we come in contact with, and we know that they're going and experiencing things in their lives, we, with the same encouragement that God has given us, we are able to give to others. And encouragement gives us strength for the tomorrow. It helps us through the day, but it gives us strength also for the tomorrow. Number two, encouragement insulates. Discouragement isolates. And what I mean by discouragement insulates us. That everything that we feed ourselves, because remember this, if we feed ourselves with uh, negative people that are around us, if we, we've got negative people around us, and they're always talking out of their neck. <laughs> you met some of those people that just talk out of their neck. And they just talk a lot of rubbish. But if you're around them long enough, bad, bad company corrupts good character. So when you're around those people enough, it rubs up on you. Unless you're strong enough, you're filled with the power of God. What they do and what they say will rub off on you. It's even when we listen. If we have certain things going on in our home and we don't take control of what's going on in our home, it becomes a norm. And we think it's normal. If we don't take charge of what we listen to on a daily basis, on the radio, CDs, iPods, whatever you use nowadays, if you don't take charge of what you're listening, what you're consuming into your life, you will become that. It will become you. And so it is important for us to allow the things of God, the word of God, 
and what the encouragement that we get from the people that are around us, that are encouragers. It will feed our spirit. And when it begins to feed your spirit, you become filled with those things. When the time comes and trouble comes your way, the Holy Spirit will always bring to remembrance. The Holy Spirit is good at that. He will always bring to remembrance those things in our lives to help us to keep standing and moving forward. Because we can't stop. We have to keep moving forward. No matter what we may see, no matter what we may face on a daily basis, we have to keep moving forward. When you study your word in the morning, for those that open their Bibles, and you study the word in the morning, we're supposed to take that word that we've studied or what we're read and meditate on that throughout the day. Amen. Meditate on the word. But you know what's the problem with many Christians today? They don't have a problem in reading the word. They don't have a problem in listening to CDs and messages. But they don't apply it. That's the problem with the people of God today is applying the word of God to their lives. Application. Come on. Application yep. is key. You read the word of God. You study the word of God. You meditate on the word of God. And then you apply the word of God to your life. That's what we're meant to do. Encouragement will stand up for you and tear down every argument. It will overcome your fears. Encouragement will overcome your fears, your worries. It will empower you to reach higher and it will protect you. And that's the key thing, is to remember that what we consume, the things of God will protect us. This is one thing that Apostle Paul said to, to young Timothy, his disciple, protect the deposit that is in you. Guard it, protect it. Because we, we don't protect it. It will get snatched from us. Guard the deposit that has been put into your life. But it's knowing that when you receive something, you grab a hold of it like it's precious. It's got to be precious. It's got to be valuable. Amen. You've got to see it as something that is valuable. That is going to protect your life. And as you protect it, what God does with it, he nurtures it through the Holy Spirit. It's nurtured. And through that season comes when it begins to blossom. But we've got to protect what God has given us. In Psalms 18 verse 30, the word of God says, David says this, 
As for God, this, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. It has no defects. Unblemished. He will shield all who takes refuge in him. God's word is flawless. It has no defects. It is perfect. God's word will purify us. God's word will cancel out everything that isn't of God as we consume ourselves with it. Because it is perfect. Because it has no defects. And unblemished. He shields those that takes refuge in him. And we heard it said today, trust. Yanka said it twice. Trust in the Lord. Trust me and see what I can do. Take refuge. The shield, it represents the shield of faith. That's what the shield represents. It is the shield of faith. And as we lift up the shield of faith, God will not fail you. He will come to the rescue of those that believe. Number four, encouragement gives you a fresh outlook on life. You see, when you're going through a, a season of, of discouragement or a period of discouragement in your life, and this is not, I'm not, this is more of a teaching I'm giving you guys today. Because sometimes we preach and we teach or we mix it up and we give preaching and teaching. But I believe that the people of God need more teaching Amen. in their life. They, they need the tools. And, and, and this is the tool, but we need to know how to use the tools that God has given us. And so encouragement, it gives us, when we are encouraged by the things of God, or we have people around us that is encouraging us on a daily basis, it helps us to see things with a fresh outlook. We, we begin to see things different. When, when, when we see things dark and, and there's no hope and we feel hopeless and we believe sometimes that that situation or that circumstance is not going to change or God has given you, he's given you something, he's given you a vision and something to run with and you think, you know what, I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. I can't bring it to where it needs to go. I can't grow it. This is all negative. God is a God of yes. God is a God of, of the impossible. And what we think is impossible to accomplish, God is able to do. But we just have to believe. So when we encourage ourselves in the things of God, it gives us a fresh outlook on life. There were seasons in my life where I have felt... And I remember sharing with somebody yesterday that I, I, I remember saying one time that I don't think I would ever see a pulpit again. I would never be used of God again. God can't use me. I'm finished. I'm done. That's it. There's nothing more for me. All I'm going to do 
to just get myself, so I'm speaking to myself now. All I'm gonna do is get myself a job, get myself a little transport so I can get to the job and just live my life. There were many times when I said that, but that was out of feeling sorry for myself. That was out of, that was birthed out of discouragement. But God showed me, when I began to encourage myself in the things of God, and begin to pick up myself and believe what God was saying to me, the promises that he had given me personally, the vision that he began to show me, I then realized that, you know what? I am who he says that I am. I am a child of God, and you may have been hit and knocked down, but you don't have to stay down. Come on, speak it. Speak it. We have a God that will snatch us from the deepest of holes. There is no hole that is too deep for him. And we've got to remember these things. I remember a couple of weeks ago I had, there's a family member of mine that's close, that's very ill. And he's going through treatment. And I was on the phone to him. And he was so discouraged. He was saying to me, you know what? I'd be glad if I reach uh, my birthday, my 60th birthday next year. So I said to him, you'd be glad if you reach. You'd be glad if you reach. Yeah. Because I've just got to be real and, and honest about the situation. I said, you mean real and honest about the situation? You are going to, you are going to reach your birthday next year. You are going to celebrate. And furthermore, you're going to have longevity of life. I claim that to you. And you're going to actually see your daughter be married and have children. And I was on the phone for him for a good hour. And I was just speaking into his life. And as I'm speaking in word of God and encouragement in his, in his life, it was empowering me more. It was making me feel more encouraged. Come on. Because I had something that God had given me that I could give to someone else to give them more strength. Come on, come on. And the following day, I came out of work. And when I finished work, I came out, I said, let me turn on my phone and look at my messages as we do. And so I looked at my message, and the message said, long message. But the long and short of it, he said to me, thank you so much for the talk that we had yesterday. It's really lifted me up and I feel that I can go through this year now. I've got the right mindset and the right attitude to go through this year. And I was so blessed. Not because, not because God used me to speak into his life. It wasn't that. I was so blessed that God's word, the encouraging word that comes from God, was able to penetrate his life to the point where he could see something 
differently. Amen. 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 It gave him a fresh outlook on life. So now he's planning holidays. He's planning his 60th birthday. He's saying that I'm going to show people how it's done. Come on, speak it. Uh-huh. And I was like, yes. So every time I speak to him and we talk, I'm saying to him, yeah, this is going to happen. Just keep standing. Keep trusting. Because when, you, when your hands go down, amen, you're weakening your faith. God wants to show you who he is. Yes. He wants to show you his power. He wants to show you how strong he is in your life. But we've got to trust him Come on. to do it. And that brings me on to the, the fourth point and my final point. Encouragement gives you courage. And you see, because he was able to have a fresh outlook on life, it gave him courage. And what is courage? Courage gives us hope. It makes you brave. When we feel encouraged, we feel like we can just we can just lift up a car. We can handle anything. We can do anything when we feel encouraged. That's what the power of God does. It takes our faith to a next level. I want to close with this because I know we're pressed for time. But if you want to stand with me, and I'm just going to finish on this last point. If you just want to play the music softly, Shannon. When the encouragement tries to have its way, because discouragement will come, and it will come to us all. Thank you. No one in this room is exempt. It is part of life that will happen to all of us. When that time comes, especially in the morning, something wrong the night before the regrets always come in the morning or or when we might have felt discouraged the night before sometimes we will wake up in the morning and we see things with a fresh outlook there's something about the early mornings seeking God's face in the early mornings But when we get up in that morning and you feel discouraged, you want to take up that mirror. For me, I have one long mirror in my kitchen that I stand in front of. For you, it might be a little mirror in your room or something in your purse, but you take up that mirror. you look at yourself 
in that mirror. And you tell yourself that you are beautiful, beautifully and wonderfully made. I know that the enemy has a plan to destroy me, but grace. 
Sometimes things don't work out the way we want it or the way we might plan. Things didn't work out and I'm going to be open and honest here. Things didn't work out for me in many things. But the greatest, the biggest disappointment that I had is when I had to make a decision to walk this walk alone. <laughs> Some of you are going to have to leave people behind. Some of you are going to have to leave family members behind, loved ones behind, to pursue the call of God on your life. Because God says that if you call, Jesus said, if you say that you're my disciple, you're going to take up your cross and follow me. You're going to deny your brother, your sister. And take up your cross and follow me. If you want to see the promise of God prevail in your life, get back on the saddle. Get back on the saddle. If that's you, and you've allowed discouragement of the past to dictate your future, You need to get in line, realign yourself with the Lord and the plans of God for your life. I lost direction, but my heart was always for God. In here, I never lost my love for the Lord, but I lost my direction because I allowed discouragement to take a hold of my life. And he almost took me out. But I cried out to the Lord. And I said, Jesus! Jesus! If you say who you say you are, you have to pick me up right now. Because I don't have the strength to do it on my own. And all I had to do was cry out to Jesus once. And he came to my rescue. God will come to your rescue. Keep crying out for that thing. Keep trusting. Keep believing God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Just lift your hands in this place. Hallelujah. Father, just thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God. That no matter, Father, what we do, no matter how we fail you, no matter how many times we turn our backs upon you, you remain faithful, Lord. Because of your love, it covers a multitude of our sin. And so, God, as we commit, Father, this rest of this time into your hands, Lord, we ask, oh God, search our hearts and see if there is any offensive way within us 
out of mindsets. Deliver us out of attitudes. Let our hearts be encouraged. Fill us afresh. Those that have scales upon their eyes, begin to move that scale right now in the name of Jesus. Father, give them sight and insight. Try and change and transform mindsets right now. Help them to take an attitude, Lord, not to conform to the pattern of this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewing of their minds, Lord. Father, we thank you. We love you. And we give you praise for what you're about to do in each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord that hand.